Like that? This is really yeah, it's good. one of my favorite kind of pies. Yeah. Everyone's got like every family has their own recipe for it. Who Holy makes it. shit, this is good. It's good with like uh, sugar overload. Yeah, it is totally sugar. O- oh yeah, are you still on the no sugar thing? Yeah. Uh, well, you just fucked up. So I'm sorry about no, that. No, but... I'm taking a Christmas break. Obviously. Okay, good. Obviously, good. yeah, good, good. You got to have it with ice cream next time. It's really oh, good. Yeah, that sounds great. Throw it in the microwave. It's really good. So welcome to the pecan pie podcast. Mm. I'm Chef Mike. I'm sous chef Loop. <laughs> I'm, uh, it's me. The ja- <laughs> jacket chef. Ja- the jacket's never had pie before, so he wanted to, uh, yeah. try it out. Does jacket have, a, like, an actual mouth? He eats through his sleeve. Oh, okay. Uh, like an elephant's <laughs> trunk. How long, when's the first episode that we just totally forgot to talk about Neil at all? It's, it's gonna might happen. be this one. Coming up. It's this yeah. one right now. Well, so, while you guys are eating your pecan pie, can I go through some of the social media stuff on Reddit? Yeah. So if you go to the Neil Young subreddit, a um, lot of great discussions on there. A lot of people posting all sorts of great stuff about Neil. And I had this uh, comment. We post the episodes up there, and some people are nice enough to leave comments. And Zuma15 says, one thing that's often underappreciated about uh, this album, and he's talking about Ragged Glory. That Neil was 45 years old when this came out. I've compared the aging curve in rock to that of baseball. You peak at 27, you're done 10 years later, if you're lucky, and that he was able to put out an album of this caliber at that age is remarkable. Ragged Glory ranks among his best, and personally, I think it's in his top five I think it might time. be for me now, too. Yeah, I think it might be for me. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's definitely in my top it's five. It's overtaken freedom. Yeah, it's better than freedom. I, lo- I love Sorry Freedom. Patterson, no, and Freedom's incredible. Yeah. yeah. But this has a lot... I don't think you, know you get Ragged Glory without Freedom. Right, you know? so. yeah. He, he rediscovers the electric sound, you know, like on El Dorado and mm-hmm. on Freedom. Mm-hmm. And then that carries over to... He wants to get back with a horse. Yeah. You know, and that has a lot to do with it, And then he, like, too. perfects it with Ragged Glory. Yeah, he just... the the Whatever the circumstances were in recording Ragged Glory, they were in, this, they were in his barn... You know, um, they had the right engineer. David Briggs was there until they kicked him out. It's, and no then, lo- it's, it's officially, you know. sorry, peak hand mouth. It's officially no longer the 80s. Right, yeah. that's it. It was 1990, you know, and it was one of the albums that David Geffen wanted him to release. <laughs> right. Just didn't do it on <laughs> Geffen Records. Just didn't do it on Geffen <laughs> Records. Um, so Zuma, that was from Zuma15. Talking Idiot says on the Neil Young subreddit about the Ragged Glory episode, some funny yet interesting shit. I am currently sober but formerly drunken. Totally sober? Totally tober? Totally tober. I'm mm. currently sober but formerly drunken, a formerly drunken idiot, so I agree that most of your listeners are probably drunken idiots. <laughs> Such a great album. By the way, the quote about Loose Change that you guys couldn't place is from Loose Change on the Broken Arrow album, which is another right. one of my favorites yeah. from Neil. I think part of the reason that this album isn't more well-known, and that was a question you asked for us, yeah. is because the studio version of the songs that were overshadowed by the live versions on were overshadowed by the live versions on Weld. But check out Country Home from 1994, the Farm Aid show, It Rocks. Nice. That was from the Talking Idiot? That was from Talking Idiot. Talking Idiot. On, on Reddit. Hey, Talking Idiot, you may ask yourself, <laughs> why have I been sober for so long? And you may ask yourself, why are they talking about pecan pie? 
And you may ask yourself, how is it pronounced? Pecan? Pecan. Pecan. And you may ask yourself, how long is this bit going to go on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, These bits go on and on. Always going on and on. 20 episodes later, they're still talking about a titty bird. <laughs> and then on, uh, on Twitter, uh, which is at Long May You Young on Twitter. Hold on a second. I think I got it here. Um, I had a Cripple Creek Ferry reference, and you guys know how much I love that tune. It's your man, favorite, that, I think. That pie right? is goddamn good. I'm going to have another slice. Um, it's dangerous, but I do want another one. Caden on Twitter, or at DimWitDim. It says, At Long May You Young is my new favorite podcast. Thanks yes. for doing going uh, in-depth on the albums. Need a full episode on the connections between Cripple Creek Ferry and Up on Cripple Creek. I'm down for that episode. I'm not Mike, down Mike, are you that. down for that no, one? That's a load of crap. There's no connection there. A couple hours on Cripple, Cripple Creek, Creek Every state has a Cripple Creek somewhere. It's just a common name for a piece of fucking land and a <laughs> shitty song. Um, or he says you could just record a version of Cripple Creek Ferry with the self-drying jacket voice from Back to the Future there 2. There it is again. <laughs> I'm telling you. People love the fucking jacket they voice. They do, man. man. I can't wait for Mike to watch. Thank you, Caden. Back to the Future 2. You're going to be waiting a long time, my friend. Yeah, but when you do, you're going to forget that this is even in it. And then you're going to be like, hey, I know that voice from somewhere. If I get accidentally shot in a drive-by shooting in Worcester... And have to be in a hospital for two, for two months. Yeah. Maybe I'll make time for that movie. Okay. We're going to watch it live when we start a Patreon are we gonna watch this podcast eventually. Are we going to live yeah. tweet watching Back to the Future 2? Um, a few Facebook things. Uh, Mike, you posted on the Facebook. Oh, hey, yeah. You wrote, hey, youngsters, we're discussing Arc slash Weld tonight. What are your thoughts on this raging slab of feedback? Um. And then it, people commented immediately. Elliot Moses, Neil and the Horse in top form. Someone named Herwig DeJong said, play it loud. Um, someone says, Essential Crazy Horse. That's an awesome name. Mm. Herwig DeJong. That is a good name. That's the, kind of, that's the name of a person who, like, fucking cures polio. We're, getting a, lot I mean? of, we're <laughs> getting a lot of European fans. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying I've this person a, is from Europe. We're huge in Europe, like the Hoff. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've got an Instagram thing. But you can finish. Well, there's just there's a few more. Um, Scott Parks loves the version of, version of Powderfinger. Mm. Um, Ashok Sedana says incredible best versions of best versions of Blowing mm. in the Wind, Cortez, and Like a Hurricane. Um, I'm just trying to read the ones that are here now. James Clark love it. Best versions of Cortez and Hurricane anywhere. I think I disagree with that, but we'll get into that. Um, Paul. Gase says, the VHS mix is indeed a thing of beauty. I like Arc Weld, except I think the horse dragged through rocking in the free world. Kind of a mess. Also, Hurricane has its moments, but it's lacking some of the nuance of the earlier live versions. The best ones are still from 1976 Japan slash Europe US tour. Uh, it's not so big, but is still fiercely beautiful. Hmm. So. Just to clarify, the, the album mix is different from the VHS, VHS mix. mix. I've never seen the VHS mix. I've, I've never heard it either. Um, but Briggs did that mix. And then he fucking left again because Neil wouldn't stop mixing and mixing and mixing. And he was doing that. And he, so when David Briggs left, he brought in Billy Talbot to help him. And so that's why Billy Talbot gets a credit on the album. Although Frank uh, Poncho San Pedro says Billy Talbot gets a credit on the album just because want, Neil wanted to piss off Briggs. So that's why he gave him credit on that for mixing. Hmm. Um, 
on Instagram, just one real quick thing. We're also at Long May You Young. Uh, Mikkel Borg, that's an Australian, I believe. Mm. He tagged us in a The Economist posted what were the best podcasts of 2020 oh my god yeah and mickle borg tagged us thank you so thank you mickle that's really nice and then people just said like happy neil miss and shit like that to us so merry neil miss happy hall and neils yeah and it's so, at yeah. long may you young on instagram and twitter and it's um you know just search long may you young on facebook we're part of the pantheon podcast network so mm-hmm. you know thanks to those guys we became part of that this year and then uh, also check out the Neil Young subreddit on Reddit, and uh, we're up on there also. And if you think you should be Youngster of the Month for January, mm-hmm. write us and tell us why. Yeah, go, you, go can write, the, you can write to us to the website. Uh, through uh, longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. I think we got a message on there. Oh, really? I think so. Let me see if I can find it. All right. You can submit messages on the, uh, on the website, longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. Dot com. Can you man. edit this part, Luke? No, because I can't stop eating this pie, man. Stop eating pie. Please pass the pie. <clears throat> What's Excuse that from? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, friends, I believe. Oh, nice. Yeah. Who says it? Uh, Joey. Tribbiani. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of good friends info if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, have we, made a, have we had a friends reference before? I don't think so. Hmm. Could we do any more reference, friends? <laughs> Why? Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing, man? What you're, is sure, you're taking way too long. I'm sorry, man. I should have had this ready. <laughs> no, I, don't. I'm, I mean more like what? What are people? What is anyone listening? Why would anyone listen to this yeah. fucking shit? Dude? I don't know. Please edit this whole part out. I can't no, find he's, it. you gotta leave this. This is gonna make the top ten at 2021. Um, could we be making more friends references? <laughs> But check out Long May You Young Podcast. Oh, just gave up on it. Get the mer- I can't find it. it. Was in an email, and I can't find the email. Sorry, mm, that's okay. That's right. We'll find I'm not it. very organized. But uh, get some merch. We got hats. We're gonna get shirts eventually, unless they stiffed they us on the shirts. To, supposed to be here a week ago. I know some people have ordered them. We're still waiting. But if you order it now, you're gonna get it in January. God damn this! Is that guaranteed? <clears throat> no. Okay. Good. I just want you to say that so we but have it on record. Most likely. We were supposed okay. to get them December 21st. Right. They sent an email saying everything got backed up because of COVID. And they, I, apparently, they're coming in this week. So okay. I don't trust that. But January, there should be shirts. Anyway, Weld, Ark. I believe this whole album is about Bill Weld, the old uh, Massachusetts right, governor. Right, who's now a libertarian. Is he really? Yes. No, he's not. He just ran for, uh, didn't he run? Yeah, as a libertarian. On the Republican ticket, I thought. No, no, he ran as a libertarian. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. He's always been kind of libertarian. I don't know anything about him. He's the only Republican politician is, I know that backed legalizing weed. Is that actually weed. what it's about? <laughs> yeah, Russ. What yeah. the fuck are you yeah. Keep up on your fucking local politics. Yeah, Russ. Neil Young made an album about the governor of Massachusetts right. from 1995 yeah. to... Yeah, it was sometime in the 90s. He's a time-traveling vampire, guys. Right, That's yeah. a good point. Hello. Yeah. Could I be Jesus. traveling through time anymore? Speaking of that, in the uh, Rolling Stone uh, special edition issue on Neil for his 75th birthday, um, there is an article which Neil talks about being obsessed with the movie Dracula. Hmm. 
And says, for real? Yeah, for real. There you go. Right. And then the, the, uh, the writer of the article compares Neil to Dracula. You don't see them above ground very much. You don't see them in the daytime very much. He totally compares them to a vampire in that. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's kind of creepy a little bit. It is very creepy. Yeah, we're yeah. on to something weird here. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about Weld? Yeah, what's Arc your Weld? initial thoughts on these two, on these two uh, pieces of work here? Well, I think this is a fucking great live album. Although there are I some agree. versions on here that I'm not too crazy about. There's but some... I like it in the sense that it's a full-on like rock live album. There's no acoustic yeah. set like right. on Live Rust. Because right. live shows, he usually does an acoustic set. Right. Yeah. But on this tour, he, he didn't really do that. Yeah. You know, he just came out full-on, full volume. The horse galloping. Right, full and heavy. I... Don't spook him, though. Don't spook the horse. There was some versions on here that I thought were the best versions he's done, and then some that I'm like, I don't think I like these versions that much at all. This, what I will say is that the Ragged Glory songs on this really, even even though I already was obsessed with that record, hearing these song, those songs live on this, I was like, yeah. It, like, fucking rocketed that album even mm. more for me. There's I, a couple I on the, here that I, I, I prefer which the album from version. the Ragged... Well, oh, we'll get yeah. to them. I mean, when we get I'm to not the saying that I prefer yeah. But we talked about that with Live more. Rust. You know, we said which was better, the yeah, studio or right, the live yeah. version. Yeah, I'm not saying that I prefer the live version over the studio version. It's just hearing it live and imagining hearing some of those Ragged Glory right. songs yeah. live yeah. makes yeah. it an even better, those songs even better for me. I would say I prefer the Ragged Glory songs more than mm. his versions of some of the other ones. Um, what did Was it someone who said, I, 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 is, it, is it Rockin' in the Free World? I, I, it doesn't really do it for me on this version. <clears throat> yeah, someone said that. Um, and I, I think I agree with that. And not that I don't like it. I'm sure it was fucking incredible. Um, I love that he does. Uh, yeah, I'm sure if we were in the audience, we would have loved it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but it's. I mean, this is kind of just Rust never sleeps all over again. I mean, not no live Rust all over again. You know what I mean? There's a lot of tunes from Live Rust that are on here, but yeah. those versions, a couple I think may be better than the Live Rust versions. But what I mean is like, right? This isn't. There's nothing new on this album right besides oh, the ra- for besides the ragged, the ragged glory, glory stuff. stuff right but that ragged glory had already come out i'm saying there's no there's nothing new on this album there's no new songs right no except, except for, for his version of blowing in the wind right, which yeah. i think is fucking awesome i think it's great one of the highlights for me you think it's great that's I, interesting to me because there's something about neil that you say you always hate or maybe it's you and he uses a lot of it in that version. So I'll say this. You mean like the the, the guns and shit? Yeah, the sound effects. Yeah, so, but that's only the, the top. No, but I agree with you, Mike. The, it, it's kind of throughout, isn't it? He wrote that it's like a, the Gulf War version of it. Well, yeah. When, during this, blowing in, the get it, in context, we had just invaded Iraq at this point. We were fighting the first Iraq war. We're, and again, people were questioning this like Vietnam. Was this a just war? We were invading a country because they invaded a country that, you know, a, 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 like a rich oil producing nation, you know, and we're just helping them out. You know, we're, this isn't no there was no threat to the United States or anything like that. So the question about if this war was just came up. Plus, this is one of the first wars actually after Vietnam where you could really see what was going on, even though they had right. press pools and stuff. You could see the action, you know, on all of the news networks. And this is something that they would watch. Neil was obsessed with watching CNN. 
and keeping up on the war. And this is something they would watch right up to the point they would go on stage during mm-hmm. this tour. And I think it was was uh, Poncho who said that, you know, that was in their heads when they were playing. Mm-hmm. You know, and Neil, Neil would mention that in interviews saying that, you know, we have to justify what we're on stage trying to show people a good time. Meanwhile, there's people dying. There's Americans dying in a war, Mm. you know, that some people in the audience may know, may love, may be related to. Right. You know, and so he had that on his mind. What would justify, you know, us having this good time while that's going on? So when I say I like it, I like it because, A, I obviously love the fucking Dylan version. Um, And I just think this is such a unique take on it. And I know that Neil loves and respects Dylan. And I love the harmonies with the horse. That's why I love it. The singing and... Most of just, all, yeah. Yeah, it's, and I lo- yeah, I like the way he sort of... Anyway, we'll get to it when we get to the fucking yeah. song. But, um, and we don't, have to, on the, we don't have to linger on every song no, here because we've no. yeah, kind of touched on them a bunch. No. But I, I think overall, I love... To me, Ragged Glory and this are this... They give me the same vibe as... Rust Never Sleeps and Live Rust, where you've got... Because I love both of those albums, but I think I prefer Rust Never Sleeps. And it's the same with this. I prefer Ragged Glory, but I love this. And I love that he threw in Blowing in the Wind. It makes it kind of unique. It makes it a little bit different to me. Right. Yeah. Plus, it really... It was, you know, it, it went with what was going on at the time. Right. Yeah. You know, absolutely. You could totally apply that song like, you know, Vietnam. Yeah. You know. Um, and obviously we'll get into it more, but can we... How many times or did you guys listen all the way through to ARC? Uh, like twice. Two. I made it one and a half times. I've listened to ARC a bunch of times really? over the years. Yeah. Do you like it? When it first, see, I like that kind of stuff. Okay. Like, Do you I, like metal machine music? I didn't. Well, I don't like metal machine music, but I do like. I love feedback. I love feedback experiments. I like. I'm a fan of Sonic Youth. Okay. There's another band called Sun, who who kind of just create nothing but long. It's very much like Ark, long pieces of feedback just weaving in and out of each other and stuff like that. I love noise. No, when it's done. If I'm in the right mood, I dig it. I love it. But how was this received when it came out? It was. It wasn't even. It was barely acknowledged. It was, yeah, it was, I don't even think it was like a thought. Really. They only. They only printed like thirty-five thousand copies, I think, of the full set. Mm. So you had Ark and Weld, and then Warner Brothers didn't even want to do that much. I can't believe they did it at all. I can't believe that. I mean, I guess I can believe it because. Again, this shows the difference in the relationship between yeah. Neil Young and Mo Austin, who was still alive at the time for. Warner Brothers and Reprise and, yeah. and David Geffen. Right. Because Geffen, Ge- Geffen wouldn't let him put out a country album. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, Mo Austin was like, okay, well, you can do this, but I don't want to put them together, you know. And so I thought they were together. I thought they, they were. were. They printed some together, but it's very, that's like a collector's. Yeah. Edition. I wonder how much that's worth. I don't know. In good condition. In the picture I posted on our on the Long May You Young Facebook page, I took that at Listen Up Records in Natick today, yep. and that uh, copy of Just Weld is nine ninety nine used. Really, it comes with the rubber band, a that CD keeps... as well. Yes. Wow. <laughs> no meaning like CDs should be are, are pretty cheap. A used CD, 
Nine ninety nine is like pretty expensive. So yeah, I wonder how much a vinyl of that goes for. Jeez, <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever seen. So a vinyl. did you? Uh, what, what what were your thoughts on Ark then? I. So I I love experimental shit. Right. I listen to a lot of weird stuff. I don't know if just it wasn't the right season for me, but I thought it was a little tough I for me like to get through. It's got to be the right conditions. Yes. Because I listened to it on the way home from our la- from Ragged Glory. Yeah. And you listen to Ark first? Yep. And so it was Also, this is my my birth albums. Oh, uh, yeah, 91. Congratulations. Thank you. So, you're a uh, real youngster. Yeah, I am. Um, well, I don't know. I'm almost 30. Jeez. But Oh, jeez, you're wicked old. No, I'm not, but you know. <laughs> well, I'm not. Hey, what do you want to do? Hey, what do you want? What's going on? Hey. hey. But uh, you know, I was it was, you know, winter cold driving like back roads in New England and it lasted me it lasted me the the whole trip essentially like leaving mm-hmm. here yeah, it's 35 getting, minutes yeah getting home in mont vernon it was like that's what it took and yeah. and i wrote i was driving listening to it and then i ended up just kind of having the, this like sort of poem lyricy sort of thing pop into my head here I'll, i want to read it to you because it i think it's kind of funny and fucked up so this is what arc inspired me to write okay Driving in December down dark New England roads, the Santas turn to Satans smirking in the snow. It's the kind of night where I feel I might see a flying saucer or a hairy Bigfoot walker screaming toward the car. And wow. that, to me, is, like, <laughs> perfect for Ark. That's right. pretty Neil, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Isn't I like cool? that, yeah. Because, I, and especially, like, driving by all those blow-up Santas and the mm-hmm. way they're lit and everything, it just, like, they, when you're listening to Ark, they all sort of turn sinister a yeah. little bit, you know? It was cool. We used to drive around when I first got my license. We used to go to Newberry Comics in Nashua, <clears throat> and we used to grab um, like instrumental shit. Me, Jake, and John, mm-hmm. and Phil, and Noah, and we would uh, like th- we had listened to this guy DJ Spooky. We would just find yeah. music that scared us. We would drive around and just freak ourselves the fuck out. And this was is a little bit like that to me. Right. But I didn't listen to it. I, fe- I w- kind of wish I had yeah, just gone for a drive, a drive at night. At like or like came in here, yeah. taken a couple edibles, and just turned the lights off. Yeah. Although I don't know if I could have handled that, actually. Yeah, you, I don't know. You would have went into <laughs> and Leanna would have been rubbing your belly all night, just <laughs> saying, shh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> feeding him pie. What do you, what's your, what do you like your take on ARC? Um, when I first heard it, when it first came out, I was interested in it because I was really into that kind of thing. Um, but I remember when I first heard it thinking, I don't know, it's not quite like, I think I understood what he was going for and he was urged on by one of the opening acts on that tour, Sonic Youth, Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth had dinner with him one night and said, you should, you should do this. He was talking about it Mm. and he said, you should totally follow through on this and do it and just take all the stuff from this tour and, and piece it together. But I, I, at first I was kind of like, I don't know, but. I, it's not something I go back to very often. I've made listen to it all the way through maybe six or seven times. Yeah. Um, but more recently, I like the way he threads love and only love and like a hurricane through most of it. Yeah. I, so yeah. it keeps coming back to I those did, two songs. I didn't notice right? that until I read that, and then that's why I listened. No, I felt like it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty odd. He, he kept com- com- I even wrote, 
that arc is like a bad acid trip through a badass hurricane. Right. Yeah. You know? It's the hurricane part of like a hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and that ending part of Love and Only Love from from the Weld album. You know, one of there's not a lot on there I think that is from actually from Weld, but it is from that tour. Yeah. And I uh, thought it was all from Weld, no? I no, thought he I took don't it think from so. like the beginning and ending parts of songs where he would just let that feedback linger. Yeah, but I think he took other parts from what they recorded oh, okay. on that tour too. There's parts where he's just going, huh? Yeah. And he's like just like yeah. he's like yeah, you, you can, can see him rocking back and yeah. forth in a padded room or something like that. Yeah. Um uh, but I you know what? I, I seem to appreciate it more now. Again, it's not an album I'm gonna go back to, but you know, as far as driving around yeah. Like, it takes me exactly 35 minutes to get here. Yeah. So, leaving Worcester, driving down Chandler Street in Worcester in the early evening, it's a great soundtrack. There's junkies oh, yeah. wandering into the middle of the road and trash yeah. everywhere and Could construction. Could you be driving down Chandler Street anymore? Yeah. <laughs> no, no more of that. You know, it's, um, that's a, to me, that, that was perfect yeah. for that. But again, I gotta give it, you, know, you I gotta, gotta like that. You gotta, you gotta, go gotta for like a drive. I gotta That's go for a drive. Like, yeah. like she and I both listened while well, we were driving. I, so. I listened while I was driving, but I was at work yeah. in my work truck. So right, you're just kind of sitting there. So you're not really driving. And I'm also a little bit distracted. I'm getting in and out of the truck. It's right. right, you know, whatever. But yeah, I'm. I'm gonna give it another chance. Yeah, it's good. Want to talk about Weld then? Yeah, yeah. So this. Just to put, again, put it all in context, Neil's mother died shortly after, I believe, Ragged Glory was completed. Mm. Really? Rassy, Rassy, Rassy Young. And that was a, you know, he's been... She was a real rascal. It's, literally, she was. Yeah. She was like, you know, she said, Neil said up until the end that she was still fighting with the nurses and doctors and didn't forgive his father. The father, <clears throat> Neil's father reached out to her and she kept telling him to fuck off and not use, I'm just... No, she probably words. did. Yeah, she probably did tell him yeah. to say, you know, fuck Have off. Have you <clears throat> dipped in a shaky yet? Because she's no. fucking wild. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, but yeah. she was also rather manipulative at yeah. times with Neil. Uh, but they had a strong connection. So he had that happened. And then he had this feeling like, I'm doing all this stuff without my mother mm-hmm. now. Um, and so it, it scared him, but then kind of gave him this weird freedom like kind of like he talked about was like if you destroy everything before you then you have a freedom to kind of continue on Mm. the way you want to and this kind of gave not so much destroy things but gave him a freedom like okay well my mother's not around anymore Mm. you know i don't have to worry about what my mother says anymore not like he had that kind of relationship but she could be totally forceful and manipulative so that happened um but then this tour was again it started off great, like so many tours of the Crazy Horse, and then it just deteriorated mm. to the point where they were just starting to, to really hate each other. They recorded it at some really great hockey spots in the United States. This, Mike, <laughs> this, is, a this is not breaking the ice. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. They, uh, the Cap Center in Landover, Maryland, home of the Capitals, the Civic Arena, the former Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, known as the Igloo. Oh, the igloo, Where the eh? penguins played? Yeah, man, that's right, the igloo kid. I had a couple Molsons there the other day, eh? No, it's in Pittsburgh, not Canada. <laughs> okay, eh? All right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If it's hockey, it's, it's something hockey, like that, It's hockey, it's from man. Canada. The uh, Buffalo hey, Memorial... If you're talking about hockey, this is what we're talking about here, you know? <laughs> they did it at the uh, Buffalo Memorial Auditorium <laughs> in the L.A. Sports Arena. All great hockey spots. <laughs> yeah, and again, they... like I said, the Gulf War was going on, yeah, and he was saying thing. that this was like an attempt to exercise the demons of the his golfers. comprehension of the people who were dying while they were playing and that um he said the guitar playing was supposed to be like kind of a soundtrack to what he was seeing on cnn Mm. 
Mm. He said that's what Ark was. It was the feedback. It was what it was really about. Yeah, it was like the chaos of war and what he was seeing and the brutal energy that comes from hearing, he said, women screaming and seeing our own coffins. Mm. He told that to John Parsons in in 91. And then he said something like... Yeah, but what did he say to Parson Brown? Come on, man. Jesus Christ, Russ. (laughs) We're out of Christmas. We're talking about the Gulf War, eh? He also said something to him that uh, to the effect of... um, (laughs) So yeah, those guys blasting music from their pickup trucks. They should try blasting this. That'll really make a statement. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. He also, this tour was, like we mentioned earlier, with Sonic Youth. Uh, so He was touring with Sonic Youth? Yeah, the, the two opening bands. I keep forgetting we're in the 90s now. Yeah. yeah. So the two, Sonic Youth has been around since the late 70s. So they were, they've been. They have? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's huh. wild. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know Sonic Youth. I mean, I figured they started late '80s. I didn't know they didn't really start getting known until yeah. the late '80s. We should have got Thurston on for this episode. Yeah, we did drop the ball, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Sorry, right, I forgive you. I didn't do a top ten. I didn't get Thurston more. <laughs> yeah, but you go. did buy me whiskey, so okay, that makes up for yep. it. Yeah, the, he toured with Sonic Youth and Social Distortion. If you listen to White Line on Ragged Glory, it's like Social Distortion based their entire new sound, their sound in the 90s, like on that one song. It's a okay. good song, man. You know, they, they have Just that kind that of country blues kind of thing going on. on God damn, I love that album. Yeah. I feel like Neil, he always finds the, like, that great, like, he always finds the pulse of what is... Look, what is good? He is a time traveling yeah, vampire. But like even dude. like 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 his 2012, 2013 tours if or whatever. If you were it was, a time traveling vampire, it. you could do the what same fucking like, thing, man. But like when Wilco was like kind of big, but like was that twenty thirteen? Still underground. I don't. I don't know. I don't even. Get I it. saw that tour. But um, you know, you know what I mean. Like he toured with Wilco. Yeah. And that he was so that. awesome. Yeah, imagine seeing those two bands together. Oh, it was fucking... I saw it at the... Wilco uh, must have been known before. Oh, sure. Yeah, no. they, were, they were pretty well yeah, established at that no, time. I'm not, saying, on, I'm not was... saying not established. I'm just saying, yeah. like, the pulse of, like, a good yeah, band. Totally. Right. And not just being like, well, I'll just tour with the Eagles or... You know what I mean? Like, right, or choosing some band that's, like, just hot at the time. Right, exactly. You know, Sonic Youth was doing you know, noise experiments that it still are through their whole career. Yeah. That's what he was kind of doing live and with Ragged Glory. And and then Social Distortion had that roots yeah, in their music, then, but it was sorry, still loud. They yeah. were they're they're kind of they have a crazy horse vibe. Yeah. You I know? gotta I gotta listen to them a little more. Um and Kim Gordon though from Sonic Youth said the scene around Young was populated by male sexist pigs. It was all the stuff I heard about rock and roll, but never really believed. And it this? still went on. Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth. Okay. Um, she didn't really get to talk to Neil too much. Neil liked Thurston Moore, though. They had dinner on his bus one night, and that's where Ark came out of. Yeah. But uh, Thurston Moore said, uh, Neil really doesn't listen to music. He really doesn't give a shit. Because <laughs> he asked him what kind of music he's into, and he was telling him, and it was just kind of like, you know, Talked stuff that Neil, he was doing yeah. and, and, like, some yeah. folk stuff. But he wasn't like, it's not like he was a big fan of Sonic Youth. He kind of, you know, like Devo, he was an actual fan of Devo. Yeah. yeah, you know, but and I think Dylan. I think I think Elliot, yeah, like he liked Dylan, yeah. but I think Elliot Roberts and had like a lot, a lot of, of course, like the Black Blues guys, and just like anyone, right? You know, but I think yeah. even more than being a fan of Devo's music, he was a fan of them as artists. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like he, it was he, a part of it was the whole visual aspect and the, yeah, the, right. the creativity and were, of. He liked them; they were yeah. original because right. there's no and still right. nobody today that yeah. really sounds like Devo. Yeah. 
You can hear little bits of Devo in other people's music, but really, there's. I'm I'm rewatching you know, Watchmen, and show, uh, yeah. and in when they introduce um, Gene Smart's character, she like goes into her apartment and she's like, "Play Devo." And now that I like know, you know, now yeah. that we like sort of know Mark Mothersbaugh, it's weird. Like, I didn't even really pick up on that the first time I watched yeah. that show. Well, we don't that. know him. We no, I know, but yeah. I'm just saying now that we've like interviewed him and like now that I kn- I'm much more versed with Devo, it's, yeah. it's it was way more interesting to hear. It. Does it annoy you now too when you bring up Devo and people all they think of is they all whip think it? whip it? I yeah, know. it's right. like no, there's so much more I know, to them than so that. Much, yeah. You know? yeah, and there's so much more than music to Devo. Yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. So this he um. He also brought out the uh, old Russ Never Sleeps amps right? Yeah. For, for this tour. And he brought out the giant microphone mm-hmm. and some character, I think it was Larry Craig, his guitar guy, would bring out the microphone. He called him Farmer John, and the microphone had a big yellow ribbon tied to it for the troops. You know, so he was still kind of support. That was like that. That's what Neil was mainly concerned about in those Reagan did years. He, did he bring out the Jawas again? No, there were no, no, Jawas. no Jawas. Well, my wife saw this tour at the RPI Fieldhouse in Troy, New York. She saw this tour. She saw this tour. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! And um, don't I say add- the same. Don't have sorry. the same exclamation as me. I'm sorry. <laughs> we Jesus. all said, "Oh wow!" What did you put in that pie? <laughs> Dude, I'm bust. That's fucking go. great. <laughs> Tripping balls. That's awesome, man. What, uh, so, we should have had her on for this episode. Well, you know what? I I, t- I tried to ask her questions about it. She doesn't remember a lot because I think she said she took mushrooms or something. <laughs> she would. How old would she have been, too? She was uh, 21, Okay, okay, I think. Uh, but I asked her about the Jawas because he brought out all those stuff. She said yeah. she didn't see any Jawas. Yeah. She just saw Farmer John, the big microphone. You didn't amps. see Neil around this time? No. No. Were no, you I'm, around her age or a little older? I'm a year older than yeah. that. I don't yeah. think I'd want to see Jawas on mushrooms. I would. I would Stay, totally want to see they, Jawas road on eyes? mushrooms. Yeah, road eyes. No, I wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> I would fucking scream <laughs> and run. <laughs> Russ has seen me on edibles. Sometimes I, I'm, it's fun and sometimes I get a little freaked out. I didn't know you did edibles. Uh, I mean, not a lot. But I prefer them to smoking. See, I've never done mushrooms. I can't do edibles because they just my metabolism's too slow, and I have to put aside an entire day. Well, they you say know, you should anyway. Like a whole, you should. It's like a two day block off. Yeah. See, it's, you know, I it's can't. Like you take them, then you recover for a full day. Right. So I, I just need. I to, haven't taken them. Smoking, it's more controlled for me. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I'm the opposite. Smoking freaks me out. Hmm. And I like the last time I smoked, I I think Russ probably videoed me. I was. I really freaked out. I was not. I I, I like edibles because I like the I like the slow build to it. Oh, see, I hate that. I like that. I never know when it's going to kick in, and then when it does, it just slams me to the floor, and then I got to put on like hot tub time machine or something. <laughs> well, I've only done yeah. them in like con- controlled <laughs> spots, like in right. like, and it's always around when we're playing music, and I don't have any other responsibilities. That's good. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah, but smoking, I. I'd hate it. Oh, see, because yeah. I can control that more. So, yeah. All right, that's pot talk. Thanks for listening <laughs> you- to our weed <laughs> podcast. To- <laughs> Next week, we're going to talk about. I knew there was going to be a dead space. We're going to talk about. I just let it happen. Cannabis infused Vietnamese food. Please tune in. <laughs> I can't talk. I fucking had a full blown psychosis when I smoked weed. Really? Yeah, I, oh, wasn't, I was in the hospital and everything. Yeah. Holy fuck. Uh, I was out for like three days. Jesus. I thought I was dead. I thought that like I was dreaming and everything. Yeah, it was fun. I was there for that. Awesome. 
I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, it then don't fun. do mushrooms. I want to. <laughs> they are fun. It was a very different time in my life. Too, okay. It was just like, you know. But mushrooms are a good time. Mushrooms I would want to do like in the woods with my friends That's camping. Ex- yeah, exactly. You know I mean? That's the best place I'm to go. I'm not going to do it like in some situation where it's inside and stressful and weird. Right. When you're in I'd line. Be, like like in, when you're in line at the registry. Right. Yeah. Just. <laughs> yeah. Can I get D34. the. D34. Oh, God. Oh, God. Turn into Goofy. Oops. We blew it up. Uh-oh, what happened? I'd do a better Goofy than that, but I was afraid about blowing the mic, and I did anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Whatever. Um, well, back to just a little more on this tour. In Philadelphia, apparently, Briggs uh, made Billy Talbot cry. Were they born and raised? Um, he accused Billy Talbot of messing with the stage sound. And, he made uh, him cry? He made And yelled at him so bad that Billy Talbot started crying. <laughs> Neil. Come on. I feel like no, if we had Briggs, Neil on, he would Briggs make, did that. Oh, Briggs did? Yeah, yeah. Briggs did oh, that. Well, yeah. whatever. If, and we then, had, if we had Briggs on, he would make us cry, too. Shortly after well, that, Briggs was dead. asked to he was asked to leave the tour. That's uh, what I mean. Poncho said, you never knew which Briggs you were going to get. Who asked him to leave? Did Neil ask him? Uh, I was, guess so. I guess it got to the point where everybody was like sick of Briggs' shit. Wow. And they just said, we can't work with him screaming at us all the time. Because Poncho said, you never know which Briggs you're going to get. The big-hearted Briggs or the guy who stayed up all night drinking did a half a gram. Fuck you, Briggs. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, you know, that doesn't help the tour. And then um, (laughs) Billy and Ralph were fed up with Poncho because Poncho and Neil stayed. They were stayed friends. During like the whole, after they he like threw Billy and Ralphie out from the Blue Notes yeah, and stuff Poncho like that. Yeah, was there for almost all. Of yeah, that. he was there, and he was like he would ride on the bus with Neil. Jeez. He would cook for Neil and shit like that. And so they they were like they were on his ass all the time about that. And and then I guess he fucked up at some point, and Neil kicked Billy in the ass during a version <laughs> a bad version of Love and Only Love. <laughs> what live? Yeah. No way. Yeah, and that really upset Billy. Yeah, it would upset anyone. Really. Yeah. Can you imagine playing Russ? Can you imagine you're playing live? You're and you fuck up a chord, and then I come up and kick you in the ass. Yeah, but you're not Neil Young. Who cares? (laughs) Right. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, okay, you're Neil Young, but fuck you. You Yeah. He's also been playing with the guy since the 70s. Uh, Yeah, but but, doesn't matter. Fucking on stage. It wasn't like just kicking him in the ass. I guess he really like kicked him. Still, Jeez. it's you just know, like like a you know like a donkey. Yeah, you know, it's just that's right in the balls. That's just the disrespect, man. And then Ralphie said something to the effect of, you know, all you really or to Poncho, all you really care about is uh, is the pork chops you you're you're gonna cook Neil tonight. That's all you're thinking about when you're on stage, and all Neil's thinking about is his fucking model trains. <laughs> Because this is yeah, it's probably true. Yeah, and so you know they were by the end of the tour they were hating each other, Jesus. but they got this awesome fucking live album out of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it, that's funny the uh, the poncho stuff because it's he it, it makes me think of um, who's the Asian guy from um, the Avid Brothers? Russ, I, for, I always forget his Joe name. Joe Kwan. There's an Asian br- guy in the Avid Brothers. Yeah, no shit. Um, but he in there that Judd Apatow doc, mm-hmm. he's always talking about like he makes sure like every time they go to the studio he's always cooking. Yeah, he's making sure everyone gets a meal because he's like I need yeah. to keep myself valuable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at least Poncho came in late to the game. He wanted it really bad. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's where probably a lot of that comes. It from. also must be kind of strange too because think about Ralphie and Billy have been there. So on this tour, they're playing 
songs like Cinnamon Girl, mm-hmm. Poncho wasn't there for that, but they were, you know, and it's kind right. of this weird thing where Poncho is sort of Neil's boy now, but these guys are playing songs that they were help, you know, essentially helped. Yeah, them but I'm sure that the, those also, thoughts were there. Yeah. Absolutely, but yeah. still, they're they're in their forties. Like those, yeah. those Neil's forty five, yeah, forty six. Like that, you'd think at this point they put that shit behind them, but I guess not. I don't know. Mm. But also with the horse, where he's like, he's like, yeah, I love playing with you guys, and then a decade goes by before he. You know, not a whole right, decade, and then and but well, like, he treats him like shit. You know, he kind of like picks him up and drops them, picks him like he does with everybody else. But this is crazy horse. Yeah, you know. And then he said whatever he had to say for Ragged Glory to get them to record again, and he went back on all of it. They didn't want to record at the ranch. They didn't want to do it live. They wanted to spend a lot of time on the songs, and it was all the opposite of that. They did the exactly opposite of that. Mm. But know? but still, like at this point, how do you not just trust Neil? Because, I mean, Ragged Glory came right. out. Oh, this well, that's also right after the 80s. I wouldn't be trusting yeah. Neil well, either. It's because those moments, it's kind of like why we do this podcast, right? Yeah. So we say, fucking Neil, man. Because sometimes we listen to something he does, and it's like, why is he fucking doing this? This is horrible. Yeah. But those great moments are what keeps bringing us back. So yeah. it's like, okay, Neil's putting out a friggin' rockabilly album. All right, well... Russ Never Sleeps was so fucking great. I'll give it a chance. Yeah. You know, and there were, such, there were some really great moments on Hawks and Doves. Mm. I'll give it a chance. Yeah. You know, so it's the greatness that's so great. And they, you know, that he's, they say that all the time. Crazy Horse says it. Neil says it. They can only get a, this certain groove when they're playing together. Right. Yeah, right. So that, that's kind of like that. It's kind of like a, a heroin addict. Which is probably a bad metaphor to use with this particular band. <laughs> but it's like they're looking for that high. Yeah. You know, they're always chasing that high that they got jamming on that last, playing that last show or recording that last album. And they know they can get there. Right. So but, they'll always but it's try also, to do it. Well, the last thing they had done before this was life. Right. And that wasn't a fun experience no. either. Yeah. And how was, I don't remember, how was that one done? Was that. That was kind of done like Rust Never Sleeps, where they, yeah. they went out and they toured. Right. And again, that was like a a really shitty tour for everyone. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. Neil was really controlling. He wanted to use a lot of electronic stuff. Right, yeah. So, yeah. You know, it drove him nuts. And then he used that. So it just must have own. been, you know, it must have been uh, whatever. But they needed it, and I think it sounds great. I think they killed it, so. Yeah, yeah I and, think they did an awesome job. And to go back to that thing you read from someone, like someone tweeted or from the Reddit, about uh, fucking Neil being forty-five, right, right, and like the the actual like right. lifespan of a of a rock star, right? He's he's fucking great. I'm so, yeah, Neil's because most because awesome. mo- you think about, think about for saying that Neil is great when you're the host. Of think about Neil most Young of his podcast. contemporaries at that time. Think about the Rolling Stones, right? Every time the roll, they're the greatest rock and roll band in the world, whatever. They go out, they make the most money every tour. But what are they really doing? They're just yeah, they're just playing the hits, right? And he's he's playing a lot of hits on this one, but he's also throwing in the new stuff. You know, he's he he's always saying, "I got to compete with my past. Got to p- compete with my past." You know, he's the old, he's the last artist I think I saw, and it was that Wilco tour where he actually said, "Hey, you want to hear some new stuff?" I can't remember the last time before that, or no, since then. I mean, 
that I've heard an artist say that. Mm. Because that, when you say, hey, you want to hear some new stuff, people will get up and leave their fucking seats. Right. Or, and, and, and when, like, I used to hear, like, Aerosmith, I remember hearing Aerosmith say that in the 80s. And it was like, yeah, let's hear some fucking new stuff. And the crowd was into it. But somewhere along the line, it was like, that's not what we're paying for. Yeah. Or they say it in... It's not good. I mean, well, yeah, like you were saying, like, I don't well, know. Yeah, nobody wants to take a chance on it, not even live. But, but they Neil, also, yeah, and that's, I think that's the thing is that's the fucking Neil man thing right, is that right. they don't it. back it up and right. Neil backs it up right. it's with like, his like, I don't give a fucking yeah. shit. What could this possibly <laughs> you know what I mean? mean I don't yeah. care. Whether it's going to be interesting. If you're going to leave, fuck you. Right. You know what I mean? But you're right. He backs it up. Like Ragged Glory, it, it can stand with... Yeah. Russ never sleeps. It can stand next to Zuma. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's yeah. still just as good. The writing, the mm-hmm. playing, the risks he takes, the mm-hmm. things he carries along with him. It's he still fucking got it. Thirty fucking five years later. And then you know we have Harvest Moon, and it's like I know. you know right, what I mean. Yeah. You just fucking Neil, man. Yeah, fucking Neil, man. Do you want to try to do this or no? Do what? Like track by track ish, like blast through them or. We can, yeah. Or do you well, want to just? Still doing do you, good is on it, time. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. We can, we can hit them. I mean, want me to do you want to talk one? more about the tour, the album? Uh, let me see what I got here. Hold on a second. No, we already mentioned like he damaged his hearing and stuff like that. He does have a funny quote. So he has a funny quote about. Um, wait, what is it? Hold on a second. Could I be? Oh, no, this, any more no I wanted to read this at the end. Mike Chu drive to <laughs> no, find the please quote. Please edit that part out, man. No, it's like, um, no, he's talking about harvest, working on Harvest Moon next with this. But he did suffer hypercosis, which that made sounds his, like something that only time traveling vampires yeah, get. It made his, <laughs> I'm sorry. It made his um, hearing super sensitive as opposed to like made him more deaf. So when oh, people geez. would even like speak slowly or somebody like just hit a string the wrong way it would like shoot pain into his brain <laughs> he'd be we, like did we know. talk about sound of metal i don't think we did on this podcast have you seen sound of metal yet no not yet jesus mike it's really good it's it, one of the best movies of the i year. would say it's the best movie of the year yeah yeah it's it's fucking wow. incredible it's you're it's not gonna really good. it's not wonder woman 1984 <laughs> all right let's move on okay all right let's get into you know what uh, the record soul disney on disney plus yeah soul really good okay i loved it I loved it. It's the sequel to Heart. <laughs> the yeah. Huey Lewis documentary? No, the documentary about the band Heart. Oh, that's even better. Try to understand. Try to understand, Mike. Let's get into Sorry. this uh, album here. Yeah, let's get into the album. All right. <laughs> Starts I love with, that. With a big... Right. <laughs> this, like, is just, this is what you're going to get. Right. Things to come. Yeah. I just put my guitar on. That's the sound it made. Yeah, I mean, the guitar already sounds awesome. Right. The band sounds great. He's got it to the point where it's like, it sounds yeah. like the speakers in the cabinets are ripping. Yeah, it's, that's <laughs> it's, it's just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go, go to 319, Luke. It just sounds like things are literally falling apart as he's playing.
Yeah. It sounds like he's playing with a fork. Yeah. Like he's clawing at the strings with something else metallic. Do you like this version better than Live Rust or Rust Never Sleeps? I do like this version better because of the guitar sound. Yeah. I like the guitar sound in this. Yeah. I think I go I think I gotta go. And it's a great opener. Well, it's a great opener either way. I'm kind of annoyed he opens with this, if I'm being honest. Why? Because he's done it. He's done it before. He's opened with this one before. So why not why not again? I mean it works. It's it, a good opener. Because because he because of the fact that he's literally opened and closed with this on two albums already. Mm-hmm. He's opened he opened Live Rust with this and he opened Rust Never Sleeps with this same no, song. No, Live Rust opens the Sugar Mountain. Fuck, you're right. Yeah. Cuz he does the But it's the electric thing. part. I thought oh, he no. opens with Acoustic Hey Hey My My. No, for opened, for the I guess he's he never ends, opened electric. With, he ends with the this. acoustic part with "Hey Hey My My." Then he yeah. gets electric. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. So you pay attention, Russ. But, but on, oh, I'm sorry, Luke. Uh-huh. Oh shit. But on Russ never sleeps. He does open with "My My." Hey hey. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. I I prefer the older version. I don't know if I just like the spark of it a little more. Um, I, I think the guitar sound on this album. This is my favorite Neil Young guitar sound, and I think that's why I like Arc. Because that's okay. just an orgy of this guitar sound that yeah. I can bathe yeah. in, you know. That's weird. I'm, I'm bathing middle, in sweat. Is it, is it weird for this podcast? Or I'm, I'm bathing in sweat and semen. No, I guess it's not. And we've and talked a, and about old that black. before. Yes, an old black. rubbing old black all oh, over Jesus your hairy Christ. belly. Yeah, but yeah, this is my. Uh, can you play 408? Because this is a great part. This is like sets a vibe also, which. He's just laughing. Yeah. yeah. He's just having a good time. And that's like that vibe you get on Ragged Glory and the vibe you get on this album. Well, dude, on, on Welfare Mothers in this. Oh, my God. You know, yes, the, right? That one, I feel like, is the real. The whole, like, theater part of yeah, that. Is just, just, hey, just, Billy! Yeah, you they know? just yeah. amplify it to tenfold. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's why I love this album. I love Ragged Glory so much. This is, And Neil's guitar sound has changed since then. Yeah, but the '90s guitar sound to me is my favorite Neil guitar sound. I agree. I think I agree. Electric guitar sound. Yeah, no, yeah. I he just really found he just it took you know twenty plus years. Right. That's, but he, that's twenty years of fucking around yeah. with your electric guitar. Yeah. I, I I agree, but I also I think I go back more to '70s the '70s guitar sound because I like the almost the like I don't know the word. I don't want to say sloppiness because that's not really the word, but a little bit of that. Like I like, I like the newness of the of that vibe of him kind of finding his way. You mean like on Zuma? Yeah, yeah. Or even like the end of the seventies with Russ Never Sleeps, mm-hmm. like, a, and and Stars and Bars, like shit like that. Right. I think well, the I, technology has changed right so much, and you know, Neil with technology, he's got to take it to its furthest limit. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Yeah. No Eagles. Can we not bring up the Eagles every episode? It's, gonna get it's not every episode. Relax. Yeah, it's almost every episode. It is. We do Are, you being paid? Are you being we paid by birds every episode. Don Henley? Is he sending you checks? I wish. Are birds is, sending us checks? And we just found out birds. it's the end of your innocence, right? He's sending me birds. We'll <laughs> right. be out of here in a New York minute. Let's go to Crime in the City. Do you guys agree with Patterson? I think I might agree with Patterson. I don't think I do, if I'm being honest. I like this. I like this version more. Just the energy and the sound. Again, the guitar. Sure. Yeah. 
And I love the way he says, giving a finger to the preacher. You yeah, know? yeah. See, for me, the difference between those two versions is the one on Freedom, he sounds like the characters he's singing about. He sounds like a broken man. Mm. He sounds like a guy who's just taken way too much, and now he's just doing it. To, the cop is just doing it to survive. Yeah. You know, where on this one, he's just sound, he's fucking full-on angry. There's, like, full-blown rage yeah. going on here. So this d- is like that. But like he, like you had said, he was saying about the guitar being uh, sort of mirroring what he's seeing on the news right. and shit. I feel yeah. that in this, in the, yeah. w- this version of that. But do right. you, because yeah. of that, do you? Which one do you prefer? Do you like him being angry? Like See, that's this? the thing. I, I like it's two completely different moods yeah. for me. It's I kind of prefer the. It's so the very different moods. Yeah, and yeah. I kind of prefer the one on freedom because there's a little more I think emotion I yeah. to it. And I, it's, I just, it, it kind of goes along with the story of, like, these, you, these people are just surviving. You know, the cop on the street who's a target, he's just surviving. The kid in the broken home, you know, he's just, just trying to get by. You I know, think everybody this, else is this one is, to me is just so Neil and the horse, whereas that one, like I was saying when we were covering that, is a little more dire straitsy. It's a little more, you know, got that, I don't know, that sound. That Knopfler that, Yeah, sound. that Knopfler, whatever. It's... Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? And this yeah. one's like Neil. Yeah, this full one's on Neil, fucking horse. You know, yeah, Neil and the crazy horse. horse like, absolutely. So I prefer the Freedom one better than this, but this made my top three on this record just because I like how different mm, it is. Wow. I just, yeah. Can you go to 420 that. on this? <laughs> you would. Nice. Right on, brother. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, that's right, man. It's the best home I ever had. Love this. Yeah, me too. The drums too. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. Is everything. And right back oh, into it. I love that. And then there's a part. There's a part at 5:50 when he says "old." You guys know the part I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I fucking yeah. love that. Oh, oh, there's a lot of moments. Oh. I didn't even really write them down, but there's a lot of moments in this album with with like certain words he says and yeah. the way he says shit, where it's right. just like killers, yeah, or yeah. like a feel, you know, yeah. it's just yeah. just very Neil, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go on to blowing in the wind. Yeah. I didn't write it write it down when, but uh, I also did did like the give it how he changed it to give it the finger to the preacher oh, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah instead of assassin yeah see this would drive Josh Dolan from the Breaking the Ice podcast nuts why he hates sound effects in any music oh yeah I think I do that. I mean I was like even Pink Floyd because they do it so well I was like oh I fucking hate Pink Floyd he would hate Pink Floyd he doesn't mind Cat Stevens though yeah, so this is, you know, this is what he's talking about. This is actually, you know, this is all going on at the time. I think this is good because people are out there and they're having a great time at this show and they're getting fucked up, but this is a little reminder 
you know, this is also going on on the yeah. other side of the world. You know, and is, are we fighting this war for the right reasons? I like that he keeps the crowd noise in during the war noises. That juxtaposition. Of yes. Like, this is all going on at the same time. And they're screaming. It's, yeah. it's, it's basically rocking in the yeah. free world. You know I know. What I, mean? I like that. He's saying, this aggression will not stand, can man. You, can we hear a little bit of the harmonies and stuff, though, Luke? Just the way they... Before... I just love that the just this they sing so well together. They really yeah, they're awesome. You know, and just the way they change it to the not to not to ruin that in the wind. Not to ruin that. They did do a lot of overdubbing. Oh, did they? Yeah, that's what drove Briggs out of there too. Because the the VHS Mm. um, audio kept it raw is less is more raw. And then that's Briggs left during the mixing. He's like, you guys are just fucking with it too much. You know, I'm it's out not, of here. This sounds great, though. It does sound really good. I really like yeah, this. Yeah. Again, the guitar sound in this, fucking amazing. And it, and it perfectly captures that time, you know? It it just, I, I really like it a lot. Yeah, the, the whole... The and, whole you can, and like you said before, Luke, or whoever, this really you can feel, O'Neill loves and respects Dylan. And like, this yeah. is clearly, you know, I mean, f- fucking talk about... A Stone Cold classic. This is an SCC right here, boys. You know? Stupid. So, like, Neil's take on this is beautiful. Um, Russ has been trying to coin... I don't. I didn't coin it. I'm pretty sure... Are you trying I, to create I'm sure, like, trying to cre- I'm create pretty sure a Scott thing where people Scott say SCC. And, no, I think fucking Scott and Scott. Salem Community College. Scott and Adam Scott say that. No, I don't know that. Hmm. Um, do you... So there's a lot of songs on this. I mean, we can go song by song, but I mean, most of them are just versions of ones we've already heard. But I'm fine with it if you guys have. Well, I go to Welfare Mothers because I want to hear some of this shit's awesome. You don't even need to go to the. I do like that he says beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. This is just all. I want to hear them do this live so bad. I want to hear them do this. You know, this is a fun live tune. I, I prefer this version to the. So do I. To the uh, live Rust version. I don't think I do. No? Really? I just love live Rust. I just love it. So go to, I think, 3.30 is where they start the Yeah, I wrote forth. like three-ish yeah. minutes. Big hair. Big hair. I think that's Billy. I love that. Motherfucker. And then when he starts crying. I'm hungry. Yeah. Hey, mom. Shut up or I'll kick you in the ass. <laughs> Where's that check? Give me that check. Give me that check. <laughs> Listen to the guitar, too. Yeah, the guitar is, like, insane. Yeah, the last two minutes are just, like, yeah, pure chaos. I don't know. Maybe I do like this one more. Yeah, dude. I, especially the end. It's just awesome. Yeah, because you think it's over here and there's still two more minutes of the song. Mm-hmm. Better love. 
lovers. Welfare mothers. Make better lovers. Yeah, you could just feel them vibing with each other. They're just, yeah, they're totally in, just vibing. Yeah, this yeah. is not planned, you know what I mean? You know, just just screaming. So and like the that, guitar again goes just fucking bananas, right. it, you know? So like that part of soul, not to spoil anything, but where people get in the zone. The zone, man. And it's I usually when they're painting a masterpiece. A story. For been, Neil in yeah. The Horse, it's when they're singing about how welfare mothers <laughs> make, make better, better lovers. That's right. Where's yeah. the check? Yeah. Put the kids <laughs> in the station wagon, motherfucker. Um, I love that. Let's, yeah, it's great. It's so good. That whole, like you said, that whole last three issues. Yeah, like, yeah just it's just fucking, insane. It's just, and that's, you know what? It's very punk rock, you know, without trying to be punk rock. Right. Right. You know? Yeah, that's not, it's not like something he's trying to do. It's just something it's just that's part of, it's yeah, the vibe organically of the happening. Right. right. It's just, that would have, it would have been annoying if Neil set out to make a punk album. Right. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah. But I, no, but that's what I mean. A lot of punk artists came because of shit that Neil was doing right. and did, you know? Um, that's something that it, there's a story where he made El Dorado and Elliot Roberts played it for Graham Nash. And Eldorado had Don't Cry on it from Freedom. It has that sick guitar sound on it and stuff. And Graham Nash said, and I quote, I absolutely hate this. <sighs> and I just I love to imagine Graham Nash listening to that version of Welfare Mothers, just fucking hating it, hating every fucking second yeah, of sure. it. What a, Neil ain't heavy. He's his brother. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> let's go to Love to Burn. This, yeah. this version made me love this song even more. Really? Yeah. I, I think the... Ragged Glory version is better than this one. I, or this I, is where I prefer that one to this I one. I prefer it as well. Yeah, but what I mean is, it just feels like it would sound great live. Yeah. You know, like it sounds a little there. sludgy. Like, yeah. like they're playing. Go in to molasses. the guitar though at like six minutes. The guitar shit is just again that guitar sound. You know. That's kind of that's a little reminiscent of Cortez. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, the sound. Can you? It's so huge. Yeah, he just made it gigantic. Can I want to see if you guys hear this? Go to around eight twenty-seven. Go back a little bit, like right before that. So it, doesn't it sound like he's? Doesn't it sound like the? Don't stand so. Don't uh, it stand does. So. Oh my God, or like, yeah. if you want to go weird out, it would be. Beverly Hillbillies. Well, it's another dire. It's Dire Straits again. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Beverly. Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> that's weird, Al, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. that's a parody of a Dire Straits. I know. Song. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just. That's what I wanted to point out. Yeah. <laughs> Neil's parodying a parody? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I'm pretty meta. <laughs> I mean, we don't. do we need to go over Cinnamon Girl? That's, a, that's an SCC right there. It sounds great. Um, but it's not better than... Can you go to uh, 335 in wrote, Cinnamon yeah, Girl? Yeah, I wrote 340. Yeah. 
the uh, I once had a girl riff? Yes. Did you catch this? Listen. I Nor- love that little Norwegian wood at the yeah, end. Yeah, little of Norwegian wood right there. Wow, I didn't. I, yeah. didn't, I never Once caught that. And he I, doubles it up. Like he he, he probably does, dubbed, he does he the solo. It? No, he doubles it up. Oh. The song he plays two solos as opposed to the one in the studio right. version. Yeah, you know, and they go yeah. through that whole right. Ma yeah, send me yeah, money yeah, now yeah. thing twice. Yeah. Yeah. I like this version of Cinnamon Girl. I thought it was cool, and I and I do love that little Norwegian. Yeah, wood, that was cool. He kind of stuck that in there. That was awesome. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, Mansion on the Hill's great. Good singing. Again, this just makes me like Ragged Glory even more hearing these songs live. What do you do? You got you. People keep mentioning Cortez, Powderfinger, and Like a Hurricane as these versions being better. Do you guys agree with that, or is it a per song kind of a thing? I don't know. I the version of Like a Hurricane on Live Rust. He does it on Live. Is Rust? Is that on Live Rust? Stars and Bars. No. No. Wait, sorry. is it on Live Rust? I don't think he There's does. There's another it. live version of that. Is there? Like a hurricane f- is on Live Rust. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what? Yes. Actually, I'm thinking of um, the film Rust Never Sleeps. Now, I don't know if that's the same one that's on Live Rust. It's not on the album. The not on the Rust Never Sleeps album. It might be on Live Rust, the DVD. It's on, what? Well, it's the on Live Rust. The DVD's called Rust Never Sleeps. Right. It's right. Yeah. The version on that, I don't know. That one, to me, that's like the best version. But this one's pretty goddamn good. And again, Which it's probably a would playing. be similar to the version that is on Live Rust. Because it's the same tour. All right. Yeah. I'm going to hit that one. Okay. We'll bounce around a little bit. I agree for this. I like this version of Like a Hurricane the best, but Cortez I like. I like uh, this version the best. It would just, it, I mean, hearing that riff you, and yeah, the, in the audience, in. it's like, yeah, yeah, count me in. It doesn't matter if it's like 10 minutes, 20 minutes long. Right, right. you know yeah. you're in for something. Right, you're in for the ride at that point. Yeah, and this is a fucking 14-minute version of this song. I also don't hate the like. Ah, right. You hear that like synthy uh, thing that's going on. Right. In the background, which might was probably that's poncho. probably poncho. Yeah. 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 Can you go to three thirty for the guitar part there? And then he like kind of just right here. You know what? That's like opera, even yeah. though he'll never be an opera star. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had 
written down moments, but like I just love how more and more unglued it gets as yes. the song goes on. It becomes like the like we were saying the actual hurricane. Yeah, yeah. like on Ark, it just be, it just swirls into fucking chaos. I'm gonna try to find a spot towards the end here. You know what? Go to uh, go to ten forty. I'm rolling into it right now. Oh, you're right? Okay, yeah. yeah, here we go. Yeah, it just yeah. totally comes apart. Yeah. It's coming apart. Unglued. Coming apart at every nail. <laughs> Watch it. I already played them, so we can't. That sound he gets, and he yeah. does that throughout the whole album, that, yeah. like, shimmering, metallic. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. It rocks, man. Yeah, so I like this version better, but Cortez not as much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce back to What do you think about now. fucking up, though? Do you, like, do you like fucking up on this, uh, on this record? Um, I don't think I even really noticed that much of a difference. No, honest. man, it's the guitar is it's so guitar, much better. Yeah. Like, I love this version way yeah, the guitar is awesome. Well, and again, that would be such a fun one to hear. And the live. last, again, like like Welfare Mothers and like a yeah. Hurricane, the last 90 seconds of it yeah. is just yeah. chaos. Yep. Total chaos. Go to like um, 409. And fucking up. And fucking up. He's torturing that guitar. Yeah. It sounds like he's pulling its fingers. He's pulling its fingernails out with fucking pliers. Yeah. Yeah, he's like putting fucking uh, like bamboo sheets up the urethra. Right, yeah, he's just hammering them in there. Yeah. He's fucking torturing (laughs) that guitar, man. That thing is screaming in pain. (laughs) I love that so much, man. What do you want to hear some Cortez loop? Yeah, I just want to. Yeah, I wasn't blown away by this version. I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. I just like both of the other versions. Better. I like this better than the live Rust version because it doesn't put that stupid ass reggae part in the middle. I like that part. I thought he doesn't he do that on this one or no? No, he doesn't. He does do that call and answer though, doesn't he? It's not reggae. I think he does. No, he doesn't do the reggae thing. I no. know that. See, I love this. Just go to the end. But yeah, the top sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, the top's really good. Because you know what this song is. Yeah, again, hearing the riff. Yeah, that shimmering. Yeah, I mean, there's... It's just so... It's so... It, it is... It's Neil. It's... It would be really hard for him to make a bad version of this song. Also, you can't no. You hear that guitar sound; it's no one else. Right, nobody else can replicate that. It's, it's all, he's almost become his own sort of Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. In, in well, that. I mean, to him, that's huge because he loved that's. I know. He yeah. Loved Hendrix. And... But there are artists where it's like you hear like that particular sound, and it's that's. Yeah, you know exactly. Who and it that's is. how where I feel that that Neil has that. Yeah. 
This is the first thing I heard from this album. I was in Newberry Comics when they were in Framingham. They had a store in Framingham. Yeah. And the two guys at the counter were like, oh, hey, that, that Neil Young live, live album came in. And one guy was like, throw it on. Put Cortez on. I want to hear what the Cortez is like. And they put it on. And like, just listening to the, the first three minutes of that, even the Zuma yeah. version, your first three minutes are so beautiful. Yeah. And I just remember standing there looking at them at the counter. And they were just standing still listening to it. And I remember looking around the store. And there was about 10 people in the store. There's only one other guy. Who was doing the same thing I was doing, just like looking at the counter yeah. where the music was coming from, going, wow, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so he doesn't do the reggae-ish thing, no. but he does do it at the end. I like the, yeah, I it's like more the reggae gentle. It's, yeah. not a, it's not like, what a killer! It's yeah. like, what a killer! You know? What a killer! Yeah, and he only does it a couple times. He doesn't get silly with it. I, I like both versions. I, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push yeah, any I, of them I mean, out of bed. Any Cortez is, is a good Cortez to me, really. I'm, yeah. Um, can I bounce over to Rockin' in the Free World because I was not as wild about this one? I think if this is the one I'm thinking. Yeah, of. I'm I'm not crazy about this version either. It lacks it lacks the fire of the Freedom version. Yeah, it kind of feels like it's real slow. Remember, Crazy Horse. This isn't a Crazy Horse song, right? Yeah, it drags a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't have the spark, I feel like, it. the other, the Yeah, it's a little... The, free, the, the Freedom version's definitely better. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Speaking of Satan, I just rewatched Little Little Nicky because it's on Netflix. <laughs> Dude, Pop, Chicago Pop. totally rocks. Pop I don't know. People is, shit on that movie. Popeye's chicken. I is love that awesome. movie. It's fucking awesome. Popeye's chicken is fucking. It's awesome. so funny. I forgot Tarantino was in it. <laughs> is he really? He just plays that crazy blind guy who screams oh, that's about right. the devil. Yeah, that's right. The, the like, Bible thumper guy. That's Quentin yeah. Tarantino. I don't remember that. Yeah. I gotta rewatch it. And there's just so many funny dumb parts. Like uh. he needs to do something evil at the end so he makes sure he goes to hell when he dies. So he just covers Henry Winkler in bees. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what's what's the uh, what's the Farley tribute? At the very end, he's like Chris Farley's up there with his like exercise instructor. Yeah, because Chubbs is up there. Chubbs right. Peterson is up there, and then oh, I guess shit, he right. retires from teaching dance lessons, and then Chris Farley like takes over or some. It's something like, like that. Chris Farley's like it was like his aerobics teacher. Is yeah, like Reese Withers. Not Reese Withers. But she's well, alive. he becomes somebody... the aerobics teacher for like all the oh, right, hot okay. angels. Yeah, and one of those angels is Jackie Sandler. I, Probably not married at the time, but she becomes his wife. So, anyway. I love that movie. It's great. Yeah, that's an awesome Harvey movie. Harvey Keitel's yep. fucking great devil. He's, that's right. What time do I have to shove that pineapple up Satan's ass? <laughs> up Hitler's ass. Hitler's yeah. ass, that's right. Yeah, Hitler's <laughs> ass. 
Isn't the guy who has the tits on his head, isn't that like... It's mm. Kevin Nealon. It's Kevin Nealon, that's, that's right. right. And he walks in on one of the demons, like, feeling him up. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah oh, yeah. Yeah, they're constantly doing it. And then Rodney Dangerfield plays Lucifer Sr., and he keeps coming yes. out and making jokes about the tits on the that's, head. It's so funny. I gotta watch it again. It's great. It's on Netflix. Anyway. Okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to bounce to on this? Farmer John... Power oh, finger. I love Farmer John. Farmer John's good on this one. Yeah, yeah that's Farmer a good one. John. I love... Uh, did you, like, roll another number at the end? Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I think that's... I love that song. I love so one of my favorites, yeah. I think. I yeah. like the end. That that You wouldn't expect that to be... An, I right. did, yeah. And, and I love it. Well, he's got to end it on a kind of a lighter... Like, Farmer John's pretty light, but ending it on roll another number. Yeah. I mean, everybody's leaving... You know, everyone's leaving the show. You know, it's just a great ender. Yeah, so technically, was it like a hurricane, the last one, and then he's like, I'm going to do a couple more for you, right? And then no, he tonight's comes in with this. this. Tonight's, is tonight's the night. Tonight? Yeah. And this is Farmer John's before Tonight's Tonight. Oh, yeah. This is great version. I love yeah. this. It's, again, it's got that same thing from, like, Welfare, where they're just, you know, like, they're just, yeah, you know. They're just having a good time, man. You know, the joy, it's the joy coming out in the playing and the music. Wiggle. <laughs> I also forgot to mention, in fucking up, too, I love when they come out and they're like doing like, uh, that they're, he's going crazy at yeah. the top of that one, too. Can you go yeah, roll I, another number? I like, this, I like this version of Tonight's the Night. Um, oh, that's a nice tonight, real quick. It's fucking long, isn't it? It's a long one, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not nine minutes. No, I thought it was longer. Than but I like no, the. Nine. It just again, oh. it unravels. Oh shit! That's what the hell me. are you doing? My bad. Like these, these songs. In you know, it's very much like Ragged Glory, where he lets the full life of the song just go until that's yeah. okay. This is it. No matter how long it takes, it's the last one minute, two minutes, three minutes. He lets the beginning right. breathe and the ending breathe. Right. It's, he doesn't rush either of them. Yeah. You want me to go to the end a little bit? The end is just chaos. The last 90 seconds is totally devastating. It's just... It just tears everything apart. Yeah. You know, this is just a wall of sound. Compare this to the fucking version he does with the blue notes. Right? Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, I think probably my favorite Tonight's the Night version, if my ideal Tonight's the Night has to have Nils in it, playing okay. guitar with him, you know? It's the last. Yeah. I just love hearing Nils in, in as long, uh, along with him in the song. Yeah. I think he adds a lot. Actually, I made Nils play the trombone in this version. Nils plays the harp. I invented an instrument called the shills the for shills. Nils. Oh, yeah, you're right. Then he says it right here. I got one more for you or something like that. Yeah. A word of thanks for all of our families and for the great crew that we got out here for the last 54 shows. Best. Thank you. 54 is 27 times 2. Just want to point that out. <laughs> uh, some more trash for you. <laughs> more trash. Yeah, that's what he said. I love this. this it's might... too dark to put the keys in my ignition. I think this is like top three for me. Yeah, me too. 
This song doesn't get the credit it deserves for being the fucking great song. Hood ornament. <laughs> Actually, I was saying Hodor. I'm a big Game of Thrones <laughs> oh, <God>. fan. <laughs> Climb my Hodor. <laughs> Actually, Poncho is Hodor. Of course, it. We gotta cover this. Yeah. This, this sounds like a Tim song. Do you know what I mean? Like this sounds like the kind of song Tim would write. Good nice harmonies too. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Twenty twenty one. Listen to that guitar. I when to fade it. Love it. Yeah. Um, do you want me to play a little little bit of Ark? Sure. Do you have like parts of it that you're like, oh, let's play that? Well, I didn't mark anything down. No, just go to the middle or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you liked all of the noise and feedback and distortion and chaos on Weld, then it's, you know, that's what arc is it's 35 minutes of that well here's the beginning i love the cover of it too with neil just standing in front of that huge amp yeah he's like worshiping (laughs) yeah he's probably saying goodbye but it looks like he's like either worshiping or like his face looks so weird it's like got a manson vibe or something There's a lot of fine drumming in it, you can hear, from Ralphie. Ralphie does some crazy shit in there. Now we're 27 minutes into the song here. (laughs) You can hear some Ralphie right there. It's an endurance test. And not even just like, I wouldn't say endurance because it's like bad or hard to get through. Just like. After a while, your mind is like. It'll fuck with your mind. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. just kind of like, I gotta, I can't. Yeah. You know, it'll, it'll change your mood. You know, that's what he's like with Crazy Horse. Did you guys ever see him with Crazy Horse? No, no I wish. I saw the Psychedelic Pill Tour. I, I really and it got, to see him with Crazy Horse. It, he was like this, compared to that tour I saw with Wilco. Where he was, he was more low key, mm-hmm. and he had a different band. Like Patty was in his, or Peggy was in his band, and Ben mm-hmm. Keith was in his band and stuff. But with Crazy Horse, he was this like impudent little bastard mm-hmm. who was just trying to provoke the crowd. And <laughs> like when they played "Fucking Up," it was like a twelve-minute version of "Fucking Up." And so there's like that little breakdown near the end of "Fucking Up." Yeah, and they just kept vamping on that and. He just kept saying that, fucking up, fuck, and then it just didn't become singing anymore. It became a chant. Him and Billy were chanting, and fucking Poncho 
was just on the mic, not even playing guitar, going, you're a fuck up and you're a fuck up. And he was pointing to people in the crowd. <laughs> and they did that oh for a good God. like five minutes, maybe it. more. What was Neil doing while this was going on? They were, they were just making noise. And Neil was just Neil. Neil and Billy were singing or chanting, you know, fucking up, you know. And and Poncho was like really oh, mean God, about I, it. I wish I could have seen. He was that. just going, "You're a fuck up." And then he got like off the mic and got down like to the people, not down on the front row, but he got low like on the stage so he could look at the people in the front row. And he was going, "You're a fuck up." <laughs> and then people started getting angry. <laughs> And throwing shit at the stage, and people were telling, like, yelling, "You're a fuck up," and everything like that. And Neil had like this huge smile on his face, and the stage was the stage was already covered in trash because that was part of the stage production. Yeah, but there was just more. There was like cups and shit everywhere. He was doing a reverse Goodwill hunting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, did he call you a fuck up? I think he pointed at. No, he didn't point to the cheap seats. It's not your fault, Mike. It's not your fault. No, fuck that. It's not your fault. According to Cooch, it is my Mike, fault. Mike, it's not your fault. Cooch says it's my fault. It's not your fault. Yes, it is. It's not your fault. Yes, it is. What if I really got Mike to start crying right, right. now? He just has a full-blown Matt Damon <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, like, yeah, I mean, with Crazy but like, Horse, all he like, can say is, How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> I got like them apples. Yes. I went to see about a girl. Yes. A suspect. <laughs> Um, yeah, with Crazy Horse, he's like a completely different person. You know, he's yeah. more, it's it's like punk rock, but he's just like he's just obnoxious. I don't know if you I'll know? I'll ever get to see him with Crazy Horse. I don't know if he'll ever play with them. I mean, yeah, that well, he, they did with Colorado, but that's not with Frank. You know, Frank I think had a lot to do yeah, with it was that chemistry. Nils, Nils hopped in for that yeah, one, right? Yeah, yeah, I, w- I want to see him with Frank so bad. Yeah, I hope they go back out on the road. That's if Bruce isn't on the road and Nils will just go with him. We all know that'll be the case. Come on. It's a jungle land out there. Dude, I'd love to see Nils. Let's see him with Nils. He'll at least go to Nebraska with Bruce. Oh. But all Albu- the way to Lincoln, Nebraska? Mm-hmm. But Albuquerque, wow. he'll go with Neil. Albuquerque. He'll go to Kansas with Bruce. All right. Well, should we wrap this up? <laughs> Top three from this one, Bubs. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, should we get there? Should we wrap that up? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, roll another number. Blowing in the wind, welfare mothers. Okay. Uh, I think I go... Uh, I think I go blowing in the wind. Then I think I go crime in the city. And then I think my number one is... I don't know if it's this version of like a hurricane or if it's roll another number i'm gonna go roll another number because that one doesn't get the credit it deserves so i'm gonna go my number three is fucking up yeah that was tough for me to not my uh my number two i was uh, i was between fucking up and blowing in the wind yeah for top three so my number three is fucking up my number two is tonight's the night hmm. uh and my number one well, it's tough for the number. Cortez. I got to go with Cortez yeah. on that one. Nice. Yeah. Um, now, I- for this whole time with Crazy Horse, they're planning, they've been planning this re release. Everybody, everybody cuts Rocket in the Free World, right? I cut Rocket. Yeah. I might. Yeah, I'd probably cut that. Yeah. I just don't think that's a good version. No, it's not. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, way down in the rust bucket. Have you guys read up on that? No. So before this tour, he went out to warm up for this tour with Crazy Horse and played at some theater in Santa Cruz because he loves Santa Cruz. Yeah. You know, he used to live there, play with the Ducks, you know, that whole thing. Um, the Mighty Ducks? Yes. Emilio right. Estevez? Yeah, Emilio Estevez was his manager wow. at the time. Um, so they're we'll planning do. this release of, of that sh- or a couple of those Goldberg. shows. Goldberg. But you'll be uh, glad to know, Luke, that uh, T-Bone is on that set list. Oh, nice. A live version of T-Bone. Okay. And a live version I don't know of, why you guys hate that song. It's a fucking great song. I think Opera Star is on there. Also there's a, a lot, great song. There's a lot of like stuff that didn't, that's not oh, on well. That oh. There's a lot of obscure stuff on there. But side four of the vinyl is all Cortez, I believe. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's that. I bet that's going to be great. What's he it was, called? It's called Rust Bucket. Way down in the Rust Bucket. I've seen the like little picture yeah. on the archive. It was supposed but. to be out this past February, and then it got pushed up and pushed up. So also, now it's supposed now's to be a good time for February. folks to um, try out the archives because yeah, I believe that's right. it's Merry free. Merry Christmas to Neil. I think. It's free for the next few days. Yeah, yeah until until, until the end of the yeah. So yeah. at the time of this release, yeah, like you get It'll one be day. the last day. Yeah, yeah, jump on. But it's worth the investment. Absolutely. But you know what else is worth the investment? One of these fucking wicked cool. Long yes. may you young trucker hats that yeah, I'm baby. wearing. That's right. It's fucking awesome. And it's a trucker hat. So if you're a sweaty guy like me, the back is vented, mm-hmm. which is really nice. And you can get those on the long may you young podcast.com website, as well as shirts whenever they come in. Unless we got swindled on those. No, we better get them. Yeah, we got stickers on there. You can download the theme song. People have been asking about the theme song. Yep. Yeah. Some people download have downloaded it. it. I know you can just listen to it wherever online, but. It helps us out quite well, a bit. Those are knockoffs. Those are bootlegs. That's right. Yeah, we'll support you. the bootleggers. I love you boys. This has been a help. Thanks for helping me get through this year. You know? Yeah, Same this has been awesome. And uh, we'll uh, see the youngsters in the new year for fucking Harvest Moon. Yes. Wow, what a way to start 2021. Right? right? Harvest yeah. Moon. That's exciting. Yeah. I he fucked I'll... up his hearing so bad he had to make an acoustic album. <laughs> He had to make the album David Geffen wanted him to make the well, whole fucking time. I'm glad he did, man. I'm going to go out and make a prediction. I'm still going to be in love with Neil in 2021. I think I will, too. We'll see. We'll have to come a little bit closer. Mm. No, I'll be, I'm not going to do it anymore. That's Sorry. a good one. Sorry, I'm an unknown legend. I don't know what you want from me. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just okay. We're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. We don't know why they put up with us. We really and thanks don't. to a thanks to AKG for this beautiful Lyra microphone that excellent. I've been putting my mouth next to the whole time. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty. There's awesome. a little piece of pecan pie. I'm sorry about right that. on it there. Uh, Mike. We got the windscreen going. It's pretty nice. <laughs> All right, love you guys. Right, love bye. You. All right. I'm wearing everything you own. Oh, my God! That is so not the opposite of taking somebody's underwear. Look at me. I'm Chandler. Could I be wearing any more clothes? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 